Previously on Cthulhu is Rad. So besides those beautiful doors and all the other doors remembering that, you guys also noted that between two of the very large windows, there's a door that is surprisingly normal sized. It's not ginormous like all the others. It's just a simple standard door. And that's like partway through the hallway, like between the windows on that side. Uh, Max is... Very intrigued by the big fancy door, but also, there's a normal-sized door? What's in there? I call the big door. I won't go through there. You see an old car you recognize to be James. James's car in the parking lot. Oh. He's gonna look pretty ragged. Are you doing alright, sir? Do you remember when... I told you to get Susie out of the DUA. Yeah, I I did. What I didn't tell you at the time was that I saw in my file that they were using the people full of worms for an experiment. And I tried to get copies of files and I was throwing some commands off course. That's part of the reason told you to lay low, because they know that we're close, and I didn't want them to think that you were with me. So it might just be you and Colleen for a while. I think she's good to trust, but I would be careful of everybody else and Knackle. You guys hear the rumbling again, and Max and Yenrith, in the rumbling, you hear a voice. Both of them sort of like glaze over in their eyes and become paralyzed. You see the tree from the center of the forest. The other person, their back is to you, but you can tell it's a young-ish, probably like mid-ish, 30s human woman. And she walks towards the tree, stepping up into the hollow part. And she turns around... And for just a moment, you and her make eye contact. Like legit eye contact? Legit eye contact where there is recognition in her eyes. And she smiles. And she goes, Max? And the bark closes. And the floor disappears beneath you. And you start to fall. And you snap back into your body. No! You're gonna make me cry! Welcome to Cthulhu is Rad, a podcast. (laughs) It's one of them. It's one of them. And the only one. We think it's pretty good. Maybe you do too. Hopefully you do too. (laughs) It's all right. (laughs) We think we're okay. We would love some validation though. (laughs) We hope you're not just listening to this because you hate it and you like to suffer. Even if it is just because you like to suffer, at least we have the views. So thank you for the view. If you think we're okay, send us a message. Please. We have an email. Yeah. yeah. Send me an email. <laughs> we have like 12 listeners. 
We don't know like 10 of them. If you don't personally know us, send us a message that you like us. It would make us extremely happy. We would be so, so happy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yes. That would make the world. I think Meriwether would just die. Yeah. I mean, if you do know us personally, you can send some too. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, you could send it too. We probably talk to you like daily though. I mean, you can still send it, but yeah. hey, Tevin, hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. Send us a message. Uh, give us the sweet, sweet dopamine. Yes. We all need it. <laughs> We are a very small podcast. We love you. We very genuinely mean it. We love you. Yep. I am very small and I have no money. <laughs> Please <laughs> just say hello to me. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> say your human name, your character name, and what was your character's favorite class in school and why? I'm Denise. I play Max and Max's favorite class most likely was math because math is relatively easy for him comes kind of naturally he didn't really have to try a whole lot so most of the time he was slacking off not paying attention and his teachers would get mad at him because he would never pay attention but would hold a high enough grade that they couldn't really do anything about it so relatable honestly real quick sidebar when i started dming i was taking a statistics class and I would learn what I needed to learn and actually, like, complete the homework in class. And then I would plan my sessions in that statistics class. <laughs> nice. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm Mel, and I play Susie Sanchez. And, like a maniac, Susie's favorite class was gym. Mm. Disgusting. <laughs> oh. I mean, she's beefy. That makes sense. You know, she wasn't great at math and science. She liked history okay, but she just loved being active so she always looked forward to being in gym getting to move around and stuff i'm jasmine i play gwen and her favorite subject is probably music but she also really likes science she plays piano what kind of science biology hell yeah that is the correct answer <laughs> i am human harrison I play Yanrith. His favorite class was probably like the DUA lockpicking course. <laughs> nice. Concerning. <laughs> well, of course he liked it because then he went on to throw away his house key and just lockpick the door every time. Oh, right. I forgot that was canon that he doesn't have a key to his apartment. <laughs> Is that canon? I think we've talked about it before. I thought it was. I can't remember. I don't remember anything about that. I don't know. It might not be like canon canon. I think that was one of the things that like we riffed on yeah. for a while. Yeah. Like Ganrith being a werewolf. <laughs> I'm Meriwether. I am the dungeon master. Somebody pick an NPC for me to do. Martha. Wait, Martha doesn't go to school. Martha doesn't go to school. <laughs> out of school. Uh, Wex. I feel like Wex is in some <laughs> I am low-key thinking of a specific person from high school and I'm trying to think of what his favorite class would be because he was such an asshole <laughs> oh no yep <laughs> I'm uh... trying to think of what his favorite class would have been I think he liked math I don't know something douchey yeah. I think he was one of the science people probably some like AP bullshit class where it's like Oh, I'm the smartest one because I'm taking AP whatever the hell. Like, 
you're not better than me because you're taking AP. You're more stressed and tired. Yeah, bitch, I took Algebra 3 and I had a great time. And good God, he was a douche. He was such a douche. But I'm going to edit all that out because I don't want to <laughs> put a specific person on blast because I did say his first yeah. and last name. This is a call out post for I might legitimately just bleep his name because it might be funnier that yes. way. <laughs> um, but just, you know, if you're listening, if you're taking EP classes and you enjoy them, that's all great. Don't stress yourself out too much over them. If you think they're too hard and you would rather take a lower level class, there's nothing wrong with that. Don't let anyone make you feel shitty over that. I took multiple AP classes, but then for English, I took a lower level class because I'm dyslexic and I knew what I could fucking handle. My worth isn't made by the classes I take. Yeah, it's like people who try to make people shitty for going to trade school. Like, no. I will fight. Yeah, fucking fight them. Go to a trade school. If you're listening to this and you want to do a trade instead of going to like a full-blown college, fucking do it. Fuck everybody else. Please. <laughs> Literally, please do trade school instead because there are so many people going for like business and doctorates and stuff. We're running out of mechanics and other people of skills. Because it's all school pushes. I'll probably have to edit this out, but I might leave a little of it in. <laughs> like you'll make, you might make more money than doing whatever you were going to do in college. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Most likely. Anyway, Wex. AP bullshit. I don't know. I'm not going to pick a specific one. He probably thinks he's better than people because he takes AP classes. Just that whole rant we just did. He's the bad guy in that rant. <laughs> I'd love to hate him. <laughs> love to hate him, indeed. What a stinky. We could talk about this probably for a while. We should play d and <laughs> Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you say anything as Max becomes conscious again? No. <laughs> There's too much. Max is still recovering. I'm still recovering. <laughs> and now we're going to switch to Yanrith. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> Fuck, dude. <laughs> Let me just recover myself. Yanrith. Yes. The room around you goes dark. You disappear into a black void. Well, what do you want to do? You're in a black void. You know what? I'll throw this to you. What do you want to do for a second? <laughs> uh, perception, I guess. Yeah, sure. Go for it. 21. Everything around you is black. Pure darkness. But in the distance, you see a navy light. A navy light? Mm-hmm. Like dark blue? Yeah, so like almost imperceptible from the darkness. Can I see myself? Like if you look at your arms and legs? Yeah. Yes. So it isn't actually dark. There just isn't anything. There just is nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do I have, like, my stuff? Like, is my gun in its holster? No. Okay. It's just you and your physical form. So I'm naked. I mean, you're probably clothed, but just no equipment. <laughs> Well, that's no fun. Yanrith is naked in the void. Ooh. <laughs> it's part of a bad porno. Ooh. Go and snake out on this one. <laughs> I guess I'll go see what the deal with the navy light is. Can I walk? Yeah, you can walk. You walk towards the light. Well, light being a generous term. And around you, the background changes. 
and you see these like large navy clouds start to appear again barely perceptible from the black void but you can sort of see them start to like drift past you and in front of you you watch this sort of translucent walkway begin to appear and you walk down it and in the distance you see a figure do i recognize the figure are you still walking towards it or do you stop as soon as you see a figure um it might be weird enough that i'd pause for a second i'll say that you don't specifically recognize who it is but i'll give you a little bit of descriptors its silhouette is short you see what you recognize to be a goblin woman so short probably like three-ish feet tall standing in the distance Mm. uh i'll keep going you walk closer and you start to feel a gentle breeze blow past you and sitting in a chair as you approach you see carlin knackle your boss's boss's boss i don't know a high agent of the DUA. <laughs> and you see another chair sitting across from her. And she just sort of calmly sits there with her hands crossed and just sitting in her lap, very professional looking. Well, the dream logic would have me sit down. So I sit down. She says, hello, Agent Jones. How are you? I'm all right, sir. Did you say sir to a woman? Yeah, you do. You do? Interesting. I always wondered that. That's not on topic at all. <laughs> I'm fairly mean. I think part of it would depend on the woman of power as well. A, a personal preference at times. I've heard people refer to women as sir in like a more military type setting, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I wasn't sure because I've seen it in like TV where usually it's like dunking on the woman for having a high up position. Like, oh, I'm going right. to call you sir because you're in a man's job. Like, I couldn't tell if it was that or if you're actually supposed to call them sir. Sometimes it's hard to tell because of misogyny. <laughs> Fucking misogyny. Fucking misogyny. I'll say ma'am. It, I mean. It, it's unclear. Okay. <laughs> I well, I know. said, I, yeah. You're being respectful. (laughs) Yeah. Do you want to roll Arcana for me real quick? Sure. Ten. Okay. We're just going to continue on. No. (laughs) Chuckles. I'm in danger. She's sitting there very calm. What do you know about Agent Butler? I mean, a good amount. I've known the man for years. What, What do you mean? Will you roll insight for me real quick? (laughs) Could I substitute investigation? Because I'm good at that. (laughs) No. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, eight. Mm, Okay. She stands up and she goes, We have strong evidence that Butler has stolen files, lied to his agents, and disappeared with classified information. Would you know anything about that? Uh, I haven't talked to him in... It's been, what, a couple days, right? Yeah. But I don't believe he would just go to ground if he didn't have a good reason. So do you think he has disappeared because of a case? 
Probably. Interesting. She's gonna sort of look off for a minute. Clearly, like, calculating something in her head. Uh, are you lying right now? Do you think he's working on a case? I didn't say I thought he was working on a case. I said I didn't think he would do it if he didn't have a good reason. But she just said, you think he's just working on a case, and you said yes. He might be. I don't know why he's done what he's done. Just sort of DM footnoting this. I believe the last time you saw him, he told you the DUA is not to be trusted. Which I took to mean there were, like, moles. Okay, got it. So Yenrith is not lying right now. I just wanted to know. You see, Agent Jones, you might be right. Butler has been an exemplary agent for years, decades even, handling not only his own missions well, but also helping young agents like you find their start. But as much as I would love to believe that he is just working on a case, we have protocol and he has taken very specific files that lead me to believe that he is defecting from the DUA and cannot be trusted. And I'm just wondering where your allegiances lie. How are we talking right now? (laughs) Do you say this to her? Yeah. There is a spell that sort of makes a like area, I forget what it's fucking called. It's called, oh, I think it's called, like, Sentinel. Uh, no, it's not called Sentinel, because I googled it. Fuck. She is going to say that, which it is true. I just can't find it, because I don't remember what it's called. There are casters that can create sort of secret meeting places. I'm going to say this to you, that this has probably sort of happened before, because it's a very secure magic way to have a powwow with the superior. Gotcha. But since you are currently catatonic, Yanrith can't tell if this is that or if this is... (laughs) Thank you, Jasmine. (laughs) Jasmine found this bell. It's called Private Sanctum. (laughs) Since the last thing you remember is a dark void, you can't tell if this is a dream or if this is a private sanctum with a superior, which is something you have done on missions. It's something really badass wizards can do. And I have no way to know because I failed that arcana check. Yes. Cool. That is accurate. I'm trying to figure out how I would answer this. <laughs> that was his response. Yep. That, that's the... <laughs> Do you think Yanrith is like pausing right now after she says that? Uh, yeah, probably. She's gonna do the thing where, like, she walks around the back of your chair as you're thinking of your response to her question. And she's gonna... A shooter. No. <laughs> you don't have your gun. I know. <laughs> Dream gun. <laughs> Dream gun! <laughs> she says, Yanrith, you are a smart boy. One of our best agents. I know Butler has been sort of a father figure to you, but it wasn't just him that raised you. The DUA raised you. You hear this tone in her voice where she's sort of being friendly and then with this last comment that sort of drops out of her voice and she gets like close to you where she's almost whispering and she says, it would truly be a shame for there to be another Jones in prison. Yikes. I don't even know what that means, but yikes. (laughs) 
she walks back to her chair as you're calculating in your brain and takes a seat and she says, once you make up your mind, we would love your help figuring out what this is. And she opens her palm and you see a small writhing piece of fluffy cloud appear in her hand. Do you need to roll insight or do you know what that is? No, I know what that is. Okay. Denise knows what that is. And she'll close her hand and stand up once again and be like, just something to think about. And she'll begin to walk away. I need that. She continues to walk. Call her a bitch. See what happens. (laughs) Agent. She'll pause. You should know the opposition is in town. Noted. And the floor beneath you disappears and you return to your body. Snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. (laughs) Ten-ish minutes later. Took me longer than ten minutes to do those. But (laughs) ten-ish minutes later, Yanra and Max at the same time snap back. Oh, thank God I thought you were dead. What happened? Fuck. That doesn't sound like a good... (laughs) Max is non-responsive other than looking at himself and the floor. Max is just like, I need to get some DMT. (laughs) (laughs) One of the cultists got away with Dimension Door, but you have two unconscious on the ground. And all your NPCs with you. (laughs) Hello, NPCs. Hi. (laughs) Hi. Can I search the cultists? Yeah, go for it. Cool. Do you want to be doing this in like the 10 minutes they're catatonic or are you doing this when they come back? Probably when they come back because Suzy would be really worried. Okay. Fuck. Well, I got a four, so. You don't really find much on their body. They have those pens, but nothing really special. Mm Mm-hmm. Where is our current location again, by the way? You guys are in the center of the shrine. The big ovaly room that had the different circles. Yeah, the middle of the donut. Have you given Nahum his chunk back? Yes. Yeah, we gave him the one we have. Poor guy. Yeah, he doesn't look great, but he doesn't look ever so slightly better because he's got one chunk back. Mm-hmm. Susie feels a little less bad about herself now. <laughs> For the ten minutes, I'll have, like, moved them up against the wall and then started detecting magic. Yeah. Previously, I think you've seen Susie's tether going somewhere. You just haven't followed it. Currently, actually, you see no tethers. Oh. Huh. That's not great. We should probably, like, get out of where we are and then maybe try again yeah max and denise are both stuck because i know the current group goal but now max has other concerns don't split the party Mm, max might end up splitting the party i'm gonna be honest right now maybe not right away but yanrith may also end up splitting the party oh no Uh uh-oh out of curiosity, since it happened simultaneously, are Max and Yenrith aware that each other were also in that state? 
Probably not. I think you've both been caught up in your own shit that you wouldn't necessarily have noticed. To be fair, Max has yet to actually properly perceive anything. Just look over and see how fucking disturbed they look. Like, huh, same shit? <laughs> I kind of, I don't, I, I feel like it won't get me anything, but I just want to, like, walk around the room and kind of survey everything. I, I don't know that it would do literally anything at all, but. So you're just sort of walking around the room? Yeah, do you want me to try and do, like, a perception roll or, like, some other kind of roll? I'm not sure what you would get. I mean, it all basically looks the same. So are you looking for anything, like, specifically? More of just looking at surroundings since we're in the shrine and doing connections and comparisons to the visions. Yeah, I would say you probably don't need to roll. I mean, you sort of saw the overlap, you know? Yeah. This is sort of like the center of everything in the shrine. So you know that this spot is a place of significance, this sort of whole room. And when I first described this room, I described like a lot of like huge broken furniture. And you sort of recognize it as almost church-like. The stone stuff was probably like, you know, some sort of podium and altar and then like pews basically but all of that has been reduced to rubble and you don't know the creatures that built this shrine but whatever they were built all this furniture but it has fallen into ruin and now it's been adapted by the creatures more your size (laughs) you know with all the ritual stuff right denise perception from the information that was given about the shrine and it being built is that the creature gods that were created are probably the ones that created the shrine. I don't know whether or not Max would come to that conclusion. I feel like Max would also, but it's a lot of up-in-the-air possibility on both sides. Yeah. I mean, I think that's your choice if Max reaches that conclusion or not. Because it's Max, I think that's going to be a theory. The the most recognizable theory currently. Mm. That also leads me to believe that because it is church-like, it was probably to... I don't know whether or not I want to say worship. Or just, like, give the recognition to the greater being. Max and Denise both have too much in head right now. <laughs> I think while Max is wandering the room, Susie's going to go up to Nahum and be like, how you holding up, buddy? I don't, I don't know, really. Not great. Yeah, I'd imagine not. I mean, it could be worse, I guess. I could be dead. I'm not dead. <laughs> yeah. Just, that was, that was intense. And I feel like utter shit. Did they... Did they say anything? No, not really. I mean, they just brought me here and took more chunks out of me. I think they want extras now for safety since shit's gone all funky and stuff's everywhere. I don't, I don't know, man. You know, since they couldn't kill us the first time, so they now they gotta be more sure. Yeah. Theron is right next to him. Theron is not leaving his side. <laughs> Nahum's sort of like leaning on Theron because he's, one, you know, 
that was all very scary. So it's like a little bit of comfort, but also like he is weak. Yeah. He is in bad shape. Mm-hmm. Does anybody know where we can go now? Because now my apartment's compromised. We need to just like rent a motel or something. Make sure we aren't followed. Gonna be difficult with our funky crew. Yeah. I've made a decision. <laughs> and it was partly due to the fact that it has been mentioned. And also due to the fact of all of the other things that have happened to Max. Um, small door. <laughs> Max isn't even going to say anything. Max is just going to go towards the small door. Oh, he just starts walking. Mm-hmm. Susie just kind of like calls after him. Max, where are you going? I need to check something. Do you, do you want company? Do you want me to come with? He's not going to say anything. He's just going to shrug as he walks away. Susie kind of shuffles his direction, but gives him some space. She, does, she doesn't want anybody to be alone. Is anyone else following Max, or are the rest of you staying in the center room? I'll follow Max. Is, is Nahum okay to walk? Is he, is he okay? He looks okay-ish. Like, he's not great. Uh, but he can move. Yeah. Okay. Can I do a medicine check and see if there's anything I can do? Yeah, you can do a medicine check. 23. He's at three levels of exhaustion, which means he has disadvantage on ability checks, his speed is halved, and he has disadvantage on attack rolls and saving throws. Nice. So, he's not in good shape, but he can move. <laughs> he's still kicking. Then I will also follow. If you guys are all going, the NPCs will follow you. Yeah, I was like, and have, make sure Theron is helping me with Nahum. Oh, yeah. You won't even have to ask. He's he's yeah. doing it. <laughs> I figured, but I was just, you know, just making sure. Yeah. So you guys backtrack through the shrine, back to the hallway that has that small, very plain door. Obviously, Max makes it there first because he left the soonest. Yeah, as soon as I get to it, I'm going to make an attempt to open it and be it, reach out to it, whatever. I don't know if you want to... Yeah, no, If you've got some sort of effect or something, but Max nope. is going to try and open it. Nope, it's unlocked. You walk in, and it's a pretty small, unassuming room. It's um small and cramped, and it's it's a file room. It's lined with boxes and filing cabinets. I'm going to start searching through things. Roll investigation. And as other people get there, you will see Max going through these file cabinets and you guys can decide what you want to do. I I already knew I was going to be looking around the room, so I pre-rolled. Okay. If we're doing investigation, I got a 16. Okay. Is anyone else rolling investigation as they get there? Sure. I'll look around. Um, that's an 8. So eleven. I'm still out of it. Is Susie rolling? Nah, she's gonna like kinda hover near the door nervously. Okay. You guys walk in and Max is going through these cabinets. The NPCs are it's a small room, so the NPCs are largely just gonna stay outside. Uh except Martha, who's gonna go in and sort of just stand by Max. She's not gonna really do anything, she's just gonna be there next to him. 
it's sort of in between him and Yenrith, actually, because they both seem like something, like something's wrong. So she's just sort of gonna be available. Loyal dog. Yeah. Gwen and Yenrith and, and Max, you guys are all going through these, and they're the files of the sleeping senate. Yenrith and Gwen, you don't super find a ton sort of stuff you already knew. They're a group that worship Avisloth. It's a lot of clerical, surprisingly, like, bureaucratic bullshit. Like, you guys don't get a ton. And what you do get, you sort of already knew from the one cultist that you guys searched back when you did that fight. Max, you look with an intent because you talked to the creature that this cult worships you talk to him directly you know what you're looking for to the point where i think i'm actually gonna let you roll this with advantage so roll again and see if you get higher just to see what happens 16 isn't bad i just want to see if you get higher no it was lower okay so we're going with the 16 you find in the files that back in 69 the cult noticed that there was some sort of disruption. They actually didn't know what caused it. There was just some sort of disruption that sort of freaked them out. And then a couple of years later, some agents from a foreign country appeared and started asking them for information. Nothing necessarily, like, nefarious. They just sort of wanted information about Azathoth, like... They didn't necessarily even want anything bad from the cult. A bit after that disturbance, that foreign country appears on the scene. It's Nasoth. It's named in the file. Then in more recent files, you find that just a couple months back, they decided to request that the cult try to not wake Azathoth up, but prime him to be awoken. It was very specific to not actually wake him up, but prime him to do so. Sort of place him in a state between sleep and unsleep using the knowledge that they've been gathering for the past amount of time that they and Nasoth had had this contact. Is that like like a fantasy Cold War arms race type thing? Like threatening to wake him up, but not making him fully awake. Does that make any sense or am I just talking out of my ass? Did not make sense to me. Well, like saying that we got nuclear weapons and we can shoot them at you and then you'll shoot them at us and we'll both die but mutually assured destruction i think is the word you're looking for yeah yes thank you (laughs) yep it's the fantasy cold war yeah oops all war so that's the information you get if max relays this to the group is your choice Uh, max is gonna take the papers after looking at them and looking through a few more the the ones already looked at is going to hold them in his hand out not looking away from the papers that he's currently looking at and just say Yanrith and hand them off to Yanrith. 
as a form of relaying the message. If Max is giving you the specific files, I'll say you can sort of glean that information. Really, the investigation is, you know, if you can find the right files. But if you're handed the right files, you can get the info. Do you want me to roll to see if I get anything additional or? Uh, I I think you're good. Because additional might be a different file and that would fall under your investigation role. Gotcha. After kind of flipping through a couple more things and not really finding anything else, Max is going to look at Yanrith and say, we can't let him wake up. We have to do anything we can to help this. Susie, you're in the room, right? Yeah, I'm like in the doorway. Only Susie. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. That's never a good start. You hear footsteps walk up and you see the dark one appear to you and he he says at you i think i might be able to help with that and that's what we're ended this time oh <laughs> damn it <laughs> this episode was produced and edited by Meriwether Max The intro and outro were composed by Jasmine Blackman. Sound design by Melody Berkabile and Harrison Minix. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Tumblr at CthulhuIsRad, all one word. And on Instagram at Cthulhu underscore is underscore rad. Or email us at CthulhuIsRad at gmail.com. You can find us on any podcast app. We would appreciate it if you would leave us a rating, review, or even just tell a friend. Thank you for listening.